1: Hello, and welcome to the Exam Study Expert podcast and to the first show of 2021. Now, we continue to live through turbulent times in life generally, and for students perhaps in particular, as a result of all the disruption of the global pandemic. But having said all that, I know you've still got a job to do nonetheless, so we here on the podcast aren't going anywhere. For the start of this year, we've got a little series for you, all on the theme of getting motivated and getting things done, to help you get up and running and stay moving this year, no matter what happens. And we're kicking it all off in some magnificent style, let me tell you, uh, because today we have the company of living legend, Brian Tracy, who is one of the true founding fathers of the world of self-development, personal productivity, and strategies for getting where you want in life. By the numbers, Brian's life is, is pretty incredible. Over 5 million people have seen him speak in seminars and workshops in 70 countries around the world. He's published some 90 books, nine zero, uh, in particular, Eat That Frog, uh, which he's perhaps best known for, uh, and has sold 2.5 million copies to date in 51 languages, and is, I've been told, the best selling time management book in history. But what does all this mean for you? Well, Brian has recently been working with leading educators to bring out an all new version of Eat That Frog for students, containing 22 ways to stop procrastinating, manage your time better and excel in school, college and university. Personally, I was really happy to see this book coming out because I think Brian's ideas are extremely helpful uh, to students trying to keep on top of their never-ending river of responsibilities. And so it's really nice that he himself has done the work of translating them uh, and making them relevant to students. I was even happier when Brian himself agreed to come on the show today uh, to share some of his insights with us all. I'm very excited to share this conversation with you today, so sit back and enjoy. I started out by asking Brian uh, what he means by this eating the frog principle, which is the, the strategy he's best known for around the world. What on earth does he mean by a frog and why should we want to eat one? And where did the idea come from in the first place?
0: It comes from a part of a uh, talk by uh, the uh, author Mark Twain. And um, uh, it's it basically he said that uh, if the first thing you do in the morning is you eat uh, a frog, you'll have the pleasure of knowing that's probably the worst thing that's going to happen to you all day long. And so it also said that if you uh, have to eat two frogs, eat the ugliest one first. And uh, and the second corollary was uh, if you're going to eat a frog, it doesn't pay sit and look at it for very long
1: yeah yeah no i think i think that's a really powerful idea and so so you get up in the morning you get home after your classes or whenever it is you start your your work for the day Uh, and the first thing you do is not sit around looking at it go straight in and eat that biggest and ugliest uh, thing that frog a biggest and ugliest frog on your on your to-do list Uh, and then that kind of gives you the momentum to carry through the rest of your the rest of your work um so just i'd love to hear a bit more about how you feel a student might uh, applying the eat the frog principle in, in practice. Um, and, and maybe you might want to share just a little of the kind of results you've, you've seen when people start using this, this principle in their own lives.
0: Uh, the way that a student uh, uses this principle is they realize that they can't do everything, um, but they can do the most important things. And so you sit down, and I really am big on writing things down. I say it, write it down, write it down, write it down. And when you write something down, it is actually being being put into your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind then goes to work on it 24 hours a day and waking and sleeping. And what it does is it gives you ideas. So what do you do? You take a piece of paper and I just am surrounded by pads of paper. I, I love to write things down. You take a piece of paper and... Um, you write down everything that you have to do um, today or even today, this week, and so on. And you write it down, write it down. And then you go over it and you, can say, you say, if I could only do one thing on this list before I was called out of town for a month, which one task would I want to be sure of completing? And you put a circle around that. And then you say, if I could only do two things, what would be the second thing that I wanted to be sure of completing. And you do this three times. And so I uh, put together management courses and I came up with with what I call the law of three. And the law of three says that, and I I began to train uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, and uh, would take them through a a series of exercises where they would come and spend a whole day with me, about 30 or 40 of them at round tables. They spend a whole day with me and I would have them write down everything that they do in the course of a week or a month. I would ask them, here's an exercise. If you could only do one thing called magic questions, i say, if you could only do one thing on this list of 30 or 40 things, and most people have 20 to 30 things to do. That seems to be the average number of tasks, including getting your car gassed up and, and things like that, small and large. So if you could only do one thing, what would it be if you only do two? What would it be if you only do three? And what we found is the law of three, is what I think is one of the most wonderful laws of personal management. Basically, it says that 90% of the value of all the things you do will be caught up in three tasks, and everything else is only 10%. And so when we put people through that exercise, they were just shocked. Uh, because it turned out to be true. And they would go back for, uh, for 90 days and they would just keep focused and discipline themselves, to stay on those big three. And most wonderful thing in the world is their productivity doubled and tripled. Their income went up. Prom- they were promoted more and, and, and so on. So this, this law of three, I used to give people a guarantee. I would say that if you come to my coaching program uh, which cost $5,000 a year. Basically, you could just come for uh, one year and you would have the essence of it. But many people came uh, over and over again. So over and over, I uh, began to develop more and more exercises to help people to uh, be more productive. Anyway, uh, so I said, they said, well, $5,000 is a lot of money. I said, yes, I'll tell you what, I'll guarantee it. I'll guarantee you that you'll double your income and double your time off in one year, or I'll give you your money back. And they said, okay, and I have a a good reputation, so people believe me, and I never had to give a refund. And what I would do is I would front-end load the program and have them set goals and things. But one thing was the law of three. And if I taught people the law of three and they practiced it, I could be absolutely assured that they would double their income and double their time off. And some people did it in a week. Just say no to everything that is not your top three tasks.
1: I really like the law of three. It gives you such a sharp focus. What are the three most important things to be working on? If you can answer that, then you can pretty much always make sure you're going to be working on what matters most. Uh, And as Brian says, the impact of that can be really impressive, whether you're a business person or whether you're a student. By the way, if you've got exams coming up in your life as a student uh, and you want my take on what the most important things are to be working on, uh, if you want to learn your stuff fast, save time, remember more and get high grades, then I'd encourage you to head over to examstudyexpert.com forward slash free tips, where I have a cheat sheet uh, you can download absolutely free uh, with my top three or four strategies for studying smarter, learning fast acing your exams. That's examstudyexpert.com forward slash free tips. Now, another idea I really enjoyed in Brian's new book was his take on self-esteem. Uh, he quoted uh, psychologist Nathaniel Brandon. He said, self-esteem is the reputation you have with yourself. I really liked this way of thinking about self-esteem. So I asked Brian, how do you go about building up that reputation with yourself, especially if it's on the, a little on the low side uh, at the moment?
0: Now, here's, here's something that's really, really important, William. It's the uh, whole idea of task completion. And uh, I love this idea because basically what it says is that we don't get paid for task working on we get paid for task completion and and that is finishing the task. And there's the psychology behind task completion is absolutely wonderful. And if I can give you just an insight that changed my life is uh, I attended a a seminar up in the mountains and uh, I learned about the role of self-esteem in uh, human success. And self-esteem is defined as how much you like yourself, Hmm. how much you value yourself, how much you consider uh, yourself to be a valuable and worthwhile human being. And the thing that I learned later is that everything counts. Everything counts. Everything affects your self-esteem in some way. It either raises it or lowers it. Everything that you do counts. And so one of the things I found is that task completion raises your self-esteem. When you f- complete a task, uh, a question I will ask my audiences, I'll say, if you run in a race and you come in first, what do they call you? Easy question. Everybody smiles and they say, we call you the winner.
1: Winner, yeah. so,
0: Yes, th- that's right. You're the winner. Now, it's the same thing in a life. Whenever you start and complete a task, you uh, are a winner. You feel like a winner. And you, self-esteem goes up. And if your self-esteem goes up, your self-confidence goes up. Uh, in fact, your uh, energy levels uh, increase. Your uh, level, your endorphins uh, are released in your brain. Um, Albert Adler, the um, psychologist, uh, talked about a positive addiction. And the positive addiction is when you start to complete positive things, you become addicted to starting and completing success of important things because each time you do it, you get an endorphin rush. Yeah. So that means if you have 10 things to do and you have a small task like uh, straightening up your desk, well, you will get a, a little uh, burst of endorphins. Uh, however, if you have a big thing to do, which is like submitting a major paper, when you complete that, you will get a major endorphin rush. So what you do is you look at your tasks and you discipline yourself to work on tasks that will give you the uh, highest burst of endorphins. And what happens when you complete an important task, uh, you feel great about yourself. It energizes you. Uh, you feel positive And it motivates you to start and complete another task. So your whole life <clears throat> becomes a process of starting and completing the most important task that you have. And the payoff is wonderful. You feel great about yourself. Uh, I'm, when I studied this and you studied this, uh, I'm happy to hear that you're majored in psychology um, because it's so important is that if you uh, start and complete a, a paper and get it done at midnight, you're going to have a very hard time sleeping. Yeah. Be, yeah, because you, you're you going to have uh, this rush and you're going to be up and you're going to be happy and um, you you want to talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so on. And so uh, this, this is an endorphin rush, and it's a good rush. So what you do is you don't have it accidentally. You design your life so that you are working on your most important task deliberately. And so, therefore, if you have a series of tasks to do, eat the biggest frog first. Start and complete the most important task of all, because that's going to give you your biggest payoff. And so with our students who are going to read this book, is uh, One of the things that, that we emphasize is the importance of starting and completing your most important task, because what that does is it moves you up the list. It, br- it brings you to the attention of the people who could have the greatest influence on your career. It virtually guarantees that you're going to be a big success.
1: That's great, that's great. I, I really like how you're emphasizing this idea of, of task completion. Uh, I mean, I mean we all want to to complete our important tasks and, and as you say, when we do it's it's rewarding uh, not only moves us towards our goals but also uh, boosts our, our self-esteem. So I'm just conscious that one of the problems in making progress as a student is is being able to fit the tasks into the time available, um, particularly when the task is big. Um, ideally, we don't want to be finishing too many papers at midnight, um, but that's often the reality of what happens for, for many students. And sometimes that's simply out of our control. Um but quite often it's because we've been procrastinating and not making progress on that assignment early enough. Uh, and I certainly see that coming up quite often as there's a bit of an issue uh, for some of the students I work one-to-one with, coaching them in how to, to study effectively. I'd just love to hear your thoughts on some of the principles you teach for tackling procrastination and overwhelm and what you'd advise to students to just get them started with that, with that big hairy task.
0: One of the principles is called the salami slice principle. And that's where you just simply slice off one piece of the task and just complete that one piece of the task. And don't worry about completing the whole task. Just take one slice of it and complete it. And another thing uh, is called the uh, Swiss cheese uh, task. And if you look at a piece of Swiss cheese, it's full of holes. And what you do is you just punch a hole in the task. So what you're doing is you're tricking yourself to get yourself Motivated to get yourself moving, to get yourself accomplishing the task. So just say, take one piece. So right, what I'm going to do right now is I'm just going to organize, uh, my papers, uh, and that'll just take five minutes. And so you do just a chunk of the task and each of these little things like salami slice and a chunk and everything else motivates you to take the next step and the next step and get you going. And it's like sometimes say it's like starting up an outboard motor. You know, you pull it two or three times and, whoom, start, and then it starts to work and you start to get into it and then the endorphins kick in. And so you are tricking yourself and motivating yourself because as soon as you start to complete little parts of a task, you, you start to become motivated and you want to complete another part because you like the feeling of it. One of my favorite quotes, and I'm sure you know it, but it's it's a wonderful quote. It says, From Goethe, he said, Everything is hard before it's easy. Everything is hard before it's easy. So developing habits, he said, is everything and Aristotle said this: everything in life is habits, and developing habits um, is hard. But once you've developed the habits, it becomes automatic and easy. And you are motivated by the habits, you just kick in and start working. You actually look forward to uh, kicking in, and so. But you start. You get yourself started and motivated by doing one small piece of the task, and then do another small piece, and another small piece, and and pretty soon you're into the rhythm of it. And remember, everything in life is 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 task completion. Is what you want to do is set a task where you start and complete the task, and it can be a little thing at the beginning, but overall keep thinking about task completion. Keep thinking about getting to the point where you start and finish uh, your most important task because that's going to determine your success in life more than anything else. You've got a reputation for being the go-to person. If you want something done, give it to him or her. If you want something done, give it to him or her. Uh, You know that that person will do it and they'll do it quickly and they'll do it well. So that's the reputation that you want.
1: Yeah, and it, it, what that reputation you want. Both with others and and with yourself, uh, nice, nice. So you want to develop that habit of getting things done. Um, and if you're feeling overwhelmed and procrastinating on a big task, you've got those kind of two ways to go: uh, the salami or the Swiss cheese. And and as you say, with the salami, uh, we're kind of lining up our to-do list in order, uh, tackling it one slice, one little subtask at a time in logical order. Uh, and with the Swiss cheese, it's like punching a hole in a block of cheese. You know, it could be anywhere uh, in the task, as you say, uh, not necessarily in logical order. Um, perhaps, for example, starting with a bit of a task you feel you can just bite off right away that you feel could just tackle off uh, and get out of the way. Uh, and in both cases, that kind of gives you some starting momentum that really energises you, uh, helps you overcome procrastination and starts to make some real progress on, on that project. I'm just conscious that we've mentioned a couple of times uh, this sort of idea of having a list, uh, a to-do list, or a list of tasks, or checklist of some kind. Um, I wondered if you could maybe just share a little more on, on this idea of lists and, and, and why you think they're so important.
0: But I read everything. And there was a wonderful book that came out a few years ago called The uh, Checklist Manifesto. Yes. You, you're familiar with this yes. book? yes. It's absolutely wonderful. You know, I just uh, I remember my wife and I took an Alaskan cruise. We went from Vancouver up into Alaska and back down again. And I bought this book to read. And I, I sat and I read this book through this cruise. So I just had the, this dual picture in my mind. So, what people do, and that's what I recommend, is you make a list of everything that you are going to have to do, every step, every task, and organize them by priority and value, and then do one at a time. And his, uh, he's got a funny name, but his... Atul,
1: Atul Grawande? Yes,
0: that's right, yeah. Atul Kawandi. that's right. Uh, and he was he's running a uh, emergency uh, medical center. And when he came up with these ideas, he found that when you followed a checklist, that the survival rate was vastly higher than if you just scrambled. Uh, and you do this and you do that and you do do no. And so the stories that he tells are just wonderful. And they were all based on uh, medicine and taking care of patients. And uh, but they apply to business as well. So what you do is you organize everything that has to be done in your task as a student. And you select the most important task and you do them in order. The whole idea of working from a checklist It dramatically increases your effectiveness. And so, therefore, let's say you can't do everything at once. Well, you can do one thing. And I've written now, I'm working now on my 91st book. I've written 90 books. And when I say written books, these are not books that are written and put in a drawer. These are books that have been published, and 50, 60 of them, at least uh, worldwide, in multiple languages.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, such an amazing achievement. Uh, you, you've obviously had huge success as an author of your lifetime, Brian, um, uh, and in particular, I, I know you're best known for for that original "Eat That Frog" book. Um, as we come coming towards the k- sort of conclusion of our, our, our conversation today, I just wanted to ask a bit more about uh, your new book and what motivates you to to rewrite uh, "Eat That Frog" for students.
0: It's now uh, sold two and a half million copies in 51 languages. It's the best selling time management book in history. Um, and uh, and we said, well, who else can benefit from this concept of selecting uh, your most important task? That's your frog and getting on with it. And so we now began to look at other categories. And one of the categories, of course, was students. And one of uh, the people in our a publishing company, and Anna Leinberger, uh, had worked with students. And so we said, well, let's take this whole book, turn it around and repurpose it for students. Because what do students have? Well, they have too much to do and too little time. They want to get good grades and uh, they want to graduate and they want to uh, go on to college or university. I had no knowledge of the incredible Emphasis on getting into college—it's uh, unbelievable. Is everybody is just obsessed with the idea of getting into the best university? And so, about uh, the end of uh, high school, is they start to become totally preoccupied with it, and they go on what is called the tour. And I didn't realize that. And I moved down here. I had two children, and I had two children more. And they—the tour, which is. Holy, woolly new to me is where you visit different colleges around the country, and these colleges want to attract students and they want to attract good students. And you want to get into these colleges, and so it's kind of a back and forth. And if you're fortunate, you get into a good college. And so, I my kids, I said, Well, you know, we're Canadians, but now we're in the U.S., and uh, so my kids began to uh, tour and apply for. Admission and uh, take the various courses that you can take to help you to get uh, accepted by a major college, and it's totally preoccupying in terms of of time. So, so that's how the book was written. Is and you see, it's just 22 ways to stop procrastinating and excel in school. And there's a real focus on getting really good grades, which you have to get, and getting into the best school possible, which can make a difference for your whole life.
1: Absolutely. You know, if
0: you graduate from one of the top ten or one of the top twenty universities in the U.S., uh, you can uh, start your first job at one hundred fifty thousand dollars, or the or like a hundred thousand pounds. Your whole life is totally different. Your trage- you start your upward trajectory um, at a much higher level. So anyway, so this will, that's where the book came from. Uh, we uh, repurposed the whole book. I worked with uh, Anna, who uh, graduated just a few years ago and had done a lot of work in this field. So the book is not just a rehash of the original Eat That Frog. It's a complete rewrite. So it's very, very much oriented. And I, my, my, my focus is always on practical practicality, is practical ideas that you can use immediately to get better results faster and more predictably and, and so on. So that's, that's why uh, we wrote the book. I, if you take it and read it and practice it, it could change a student's life because it can set them off on a higher trajectory that enables them to accomplish more faster at an earlier age.
1: I think that's great, and and uh, and a sentiment I'd be very keen to support uh, here on the Exam Study Expert podcast. Uh, so that's eat the frog for students, uh, sorry, eat that frog for students. Uh, and I put a link to buy that book in the show notes uh, to make it nice and easy for people to find. And I'd highly recommend listeners check it out. It could change your life, as you say um so brian we're hurtling towards the end now so i want to just thank you for sharing so many of your incredibly helpful ideas today uh, it's been really wonderful chatting to you and um, i'd love to sum things up if we could by maybe just spending a moment on uh reflecting on how you might have given yourself some advice as a young man uh you know when you were going through school and the early years of your career what do you think might have helped you most in those early days
0: well, I probably touched on it already, William, It's um, assignment completion. And what happens in high school is we have so many distractions is that we fall further and further behind. And uh, what you have to do is, is you have to catch up and make a list. Think about write, write it down, write it down, write it down, make a list, set, make a checklist and so on and keep up with your assignments and put the side put the time aside and close the door and turn off uh, all electronic distractions as we say uh, and the way that you s- succeed today is either turn things off or leave things off and so that you can you can create a studying a work environment and then what you do is you simply concentrate single mindedly and on completing one task at a time and so just as we have said make a list of everything that you have to do. And and the the time that you spend, every minute, it's one of the things that I point out, every minute spent in planning saves 10 minutes in execution. It's just a basic rule. So take the time and plan out everything in advance. And everybody who is successful throughout the world, throughout history, plans and organizes in advance. My first job was washing dishes in the uh, back of a small hotel. And then uh, washing uh, cars in a car lot, and then uh, washing floors with a janitorial service. I joke and I say, I, I thought washing was going to be in my future. Yeah. Because that's all I could find. But then I worked in factories and I worked on farms and I slept in my car and everything else. I didn't have any education or skill. I didn't know any of these things. And the one thing I learned which led us to this book, is that uh, I learned that the way you manage your time and the results that you accomplish for other people are going to have more of an effect on your success and your income than perhaps any other thing. So uh, remember that is you whatever you're doing today, your uh, potential uh, is unlimited. It is uh, we're living in an extraordinary time in history, and you can accomplish wonderful things by simply uh, learning more and more and uh, continually upgrading your skills. Practice the sort of the Warren Buffett method is just say no to anything that does not help you to achieve your most important task at the time and continually read and learn and upgrade your tasks so that you become more and more competent in what you do so you get more and better results faster. And that will help you not only in earning more money, but it'll make you happy. And that's the wonderful thing of all. You will be a happy person. You, you'll have this, this, this cheerfulness about you because you know how to start and complete tasks. And once you start and complete a few tasks, you get into the rhythm of it. And you know how to do it next time and next time and next time. And so your help in helping young people uh, understand this is they have complete control of their lives. They have complete control of their lives by starting and completing tasks. As quickly um, and as predictably as possible. So, thank you very much, William, for talking to me and for helping uh, pass these ideas on to uh, the new generation.
1: Well, Brian Tracy, it's been an absolute honor. Uh, let's 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 go, and eat some frogs. <laughs>
0: let's go and eat some frogs. I've got lots of frogs to get on with. I got got my ninety first book, which I've got to get finished. I'm I'm behind on it because I keep procrastinating. <laughs> So we'll talk again. Thank you.
1: Well, there we are, folks. Uh, The great Brian Tracy. And, you know, I just loved how honest he was there at the end about uh, not even he being immune from procrastination. I think that's why we all need a bit of his strategies in our lives, Uh, whether that's uh, starting the day by tackling your ugliest frog first, getting that uh, most important, uh, most uh, aversive task out of the way before you do anything else, Uh, whether that's overcoming procrastination, uh, perhaps with the salami slice or the Swiss cheese methods, working in logical order or just tackling a bit you want to have a go at first, um, or whether that's maybe boosting your self-esteem by gradually making task completion a deeply ingrained habit. Again, uh, you can check out the show notes for this episode where I've put a link to his new book, Eat That Frog for Students, uh, which has more details on all of these and many, many more strategies to help you stay on top of your to-do list at school or university this year. And with that, I just want to say I really hope you enjoyed uh, listening to this episode today. Uh, Please remember to subscribe if you haven't done already, Uh, perhaps show your appreciation uh, via a little rating or even a review in your podcast app. Uh, It really does mean a lot to see those coming in. Um, And if you'll allow me to end today with just a little start of year plea, I would heartily encourage you to tell your friends, family about us. Uh, If you're a student, Tell your peers and your teachers about us. If you're a teacher, recommend us to your students. Uh, If you have a pet dog or goldfish, tell him or her about it. Uh, Basically, the more you can help us spread the word, the more we can keep making top-notch, free-to-listen shows for you every week to help you study smarter and ace your exams. And with that, no matter what circumstances you're going to be facing in the months ahead uh, this year, in 2021, I want to wish you every success in your studies this year. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next time. If you've got exams coming up, you can now get all of William's favourite tips and tricks to save you time and get you higher grades, all in one handy cheat sheet. Grab your copy at examstudyexpert.com slash free tips.